We are live here for the first time. No, first time we've been doing this for a long time. What well, are you talking about? First time? This guy's already blowing it, Frank. Get him out of here. This guy can't handle the pressure. Look at him. He's folding already. I Hold told like you this was a here. bad idea. I listened to you to let him drive the show. He's driving it off the side of the road. Unreal. Hold Patience. On. I guess I have to do this, don't I? Oh, All right, here I go. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. This is as much as I can do because my back can't. So I just keep freaking big. <sighs> you could have probably done that. I think 10 years ago, I yeah. could have carried you. Right about 10 Five years ago, because you were smaller. And so, I was so Rafiki was like 10, si 10 times the size of Simbo was. Bro, when you got behind Anthony, <laughs> I cringed. I'm like, this guy, we're going to have to call 911. Well, well I, I realized the moment the I ready. actually sort of attempted to see if I had it in me and immediately realized there was just no chance. No chance. No chance. Go ahead, Katia. I didn't mean to interrupt you there, little uh, guy. Well, yeah. While I'm young. What We're do you want to talk about, bro? It's We're Dos here. Amigos. Do you know how to drive a show? Of course I do. So then will you... F Come on, bro. You're wasting my time. I got things to do. Let's go. What things do you have to do? I run a radio station here. I'm stopping everything so that you can do this. You want to live out this dream of yours. Go ahead. You, you make a good point. Go. We'll start off with... We'll start off with... This is the Dos Amigos... I'm going to have to teach him, Frank. This is the Dos Amigos show. The Dos Amigos show. On Sirius XM. Sirius XM. Channel 145. Channel 145. Your host, Anthony. The little amigo, Milian, alongside with my partner in crime, the old fart himself, the amigo. Coming at you for the next two hours, giving you the chicanery and all the greatest hits of Dos Amigos as we will each and every Thursday on this station. There. There you go. Was that pretty good? Was that pretty good for you? That was pretty good. He was waiting for me to write opens for him and stuff. And I told him, I'm going to write them for you, Frank. I told him, Frank, I'm going to write them for you, Anthony, and then you'll know what to say. Did I write them for him? Nope. No. I want to see him crash and burn. Me too. That's how we learn. Oh, boy. Go ahead. Uh, so he sends us a, a, a show sheet. Go ahead, Anthony. I want to hear what we want to talk about today. Go ahead. Well, I'm all ears. I'm going to start off <sighs> with something. Okay. I'm going to start off with something that I found... Um, Pretty interesting that happened within mm -hmm. the last week. You're gonna talk about the history and of the show. Like you're gonna go right away to sports. We're gonna talk sports. You're gonna talk about what Dos Amigos is. Huh? How about if somebody's listening for the first time, they don't know what the hell Dos Amigos is? Why don't you tell them what Dos Amigos is? Well, Dos Amigos is the first bilingual show. It's called yeah, Spanglish. It's Spanglish because bilingual. I don't speak French and Swahili. I speak English and Spanish. And Spanish. There you go. And that's what we did. We didn't have a Swahili show. We had a Spanglish show. Right. We did. It was located in Miami, and obviously the man... He's nervous. Right in front of me. He's nervous. Yeah. Amanda, come in here and save him. He's already nervous. He oh can't my. You're making him extremely nervous. I am. I'm doing this on purpose. I'm actually doing this to agitate his mom. <laughs> I'll be very honest with you. He's not flustered by this. His mom is already flipping in the car going... He's just imagine. <laughs> I'm glad she received that disclaimer before the show started. Yeah, she did. We gave her a little warning. We said, I'm going to opinion. bust his ass all two hours. I'm going to be nonstop... Riding him, and you know, I just don't want you to get mad. She goes, Thanks for the fine print. I thought that was a very funny line. Just another day in the office. All right, so go ahead. You you want to you want to talk sports? I want to talk about Anthony. Look at how big you are already, bro. I like know. I I've talked to some people offline. They can't believe that you're hosting the Dos Amigos show, uh, and that you're I. old enough to to host the Dos Amigos show. Neither like they I. remember you as the little guy crying over Derek Jeter in Yankee Stadium some time ago, seven years ago. 
Was it they, really seven years ago? Yeah, it's seven years ago now in, uh, in September. Seven years ago. Crazy. I'm just saying that, you know, you, they can't believe that you've grown up to a point where you could actually drive the show. I told him this was Frank's idea. I would have never let you drive the show. I thought, I, I go, he's horrible. He can't really get the job done. But Frank told me that I have to have a little faith in him. So there he goes. Look, his body language is changing, Frank. That's it. I've already rattled him. Early on, it didn't take long. If he's rattling you already, bro, it good luck. It's going to be a long-ass ride, man. This is... All right, so, you know, he needs somebody to help him. Somebody to defend him. Somebody that can razz me back the way I deserve to be razzed. So none other than one of our superstar associate producers of the Dos Amigos show joining us. Alex Dono is on the line. Alex! Dono. How are you, brother? What's going on, guys? Finally, we have an amigo who's less than, like, 60. Like, we Thanks. finally have a young amigo <laughs> you. to this join the exactly Dose what I need. Whose idea I'm was so it to bring this guy over him. here? You sound amazing yeah. already. Well, before we go on, congratulations, Alex. I know you've gone over to five. Uh, to, to, to the boys, Ethan Skolnick and the gang, and uh, Five Reasons Sports Network, and I'm very proud of you, very happy that, uh, that you'll be doing stuff from there, and we're excited to see you continue to grow uh, in this business that uh, that can be dastardly sometimes, but you always stand up, dust it off, and move forward. So congratulations. I saw the news, I guess it was yesterday or two days ago, and I'm super happy for you. So first things Thanks, first. Man. Yeah, it came out yesterday. I'm, I'm excited, man. I'm excited to be producing more content, and I'm excited to be uh, one of the producers on this show as well, man, because this this takes me back full circle. This takes me back to, you know, the first show that I was a producer of, where I got my start, and... Listen, you know, you, you, I, I think we, we've at least upgraded uh, one of the Amigos. So I'm really, I know. I'm really Thank God Alan's out of here and we have my son here because if not, this was <laughs> just going to be a, a train wreck. Tr promise me the parody songs will be about the young guy, though. Like, can you leave me out of the parody I songs this time? Unbelievable. So, um, so yes, Alex, we bring you on and, and we're very excited. But as you can tell, he's getting stage fright. Like, I have to be... Like, like, you know, when, when someone does dance recital and for the first time she's six years old, she's wearing a little tutu and she gets stage fright because everybody, there's too many people screaming and taking pictures. That's Frank. Uh, that's uh, Anthony right now. He has that little stage fright face going on. So you're going to have to help him through this. So are you like the mom that sits in front, like telling him like every dance yes. move, like before that's what it I'm happens? Doing right now. Okay, do this, honey bun. Come on, you got it. So go ahead. Now you align with Donald to make fun of me, and that's what—that's how you. I know you don't know how to be funny, but that's the way wow. you try to be. Funny. Wow, Th yes. this is this is how we're gonna start this one off, old man. Start, start. This is how it goes, man. Bro. This is how it goes. Talk to me about sports. Would you like? Boy, oh, oh, so many. Oh. He's gonna talk about girls. He talks about sports. Go ahead, bro. Sixteen years old. He wants to talk about. <laughs> go ahead. Tell me about what do you want to talk about first, there, big Again. guy? Alex is waiting for you too. So I want to talk about something. Um, having to do with the Suns, which, by the way, they're playing amazing basketball. Nine straight playoff wins for them. But as we know, Chris Paul has been out the past two games. He should be back game three, but he's been out the past two games due to COVID and health protocols. My issue is, a few weeks ago, LeBron James was seen, as a, seen at a party, massless, with Drake. And nothing happened. Not a fine, not a suspension, nothing. And it really, a lot of people have been questioning the, the hypocrisy of the, the NBA, you know? How can you question hypocrisy of the NBA? Hypocrisy and LeBron go hand in hand. Why would you be surprised over this? I'm just curious. Well, people aren't surprised, but it, it really does bring up the question. Does the NBA not only favor LeBron, but it does, does it favor its stars 
overall. Well, I would think CP3 is a star, especially the way he's been playing this year. He's actually helped lead Phoenix to be in the position that they're in. I'll go one step further for you, Anthony. This is a favoritism that continues to exist around LeBron James. LeBron James wants special treatment. When he was in Miami, he wanted special treatment. One of the reasons he cited he left is because, well... He didn't have free range to do the things he wanted to do. He wasn't getting it. Guys like Pat Riley and Eric Spolstra stepped up because that's that's the way it is here. So he likes to be able to do the things that he wants to do. But Correct. This is NBA protocol. And what I don't understand is if, if he didn't get suspended and he wasn't put in some sort of quarantine the same way CP3 was, uh, why isn't he being fined? I have no clue. Why are we going after it? Why does he get exonerated from this? And why does he get a pass on this? That's the main thing I don't it, feel like I understand. And, and in trying more and more to get it, I don't get it. It was, a, it was a promotional event for a tequila brand compared to Chris Paul, who goes into the stands to hug his family after sweeping the Nuggets, which would be the second time he made the Western Conference Finals in his career. And the biggest knock on Chris Paul's career is that he cannot get out of the playoffs. He finally broke out of that shell a few years ago in Houston. Now he's leading the Suns, which they've been playing just fine without him. But now he's leading the Suns, and he's really helped Devin Booker progress to who we're, who we're seeing today into the Western Conference Finals, and they're two games away from the NBA Finals. So that's always been a knock on his career, on his game. And he went to celebrate with his family that – he he's getting close to getting to his first NBA Finals. He's getting past that hump that we've always wanted him to see. Right. Why why did the NBA decide to suspend them? I understand he tested positive. Fine. Fine. So he did test positive. He so did. then you have to sus- I mean you, you have, have to suspend him. him. You have to put him away. Like he can't play if he's got it. But they had suspended him before he even tested positive. It came out that he tested positive afterwards, which I don't know if one thing has to do with the other, but I I just feel like a tequila uh, tequila party, a promotional event for a tequila brand, is much more dangerous to get. To well, get well, no, hold on. well, catching it is catching it. Wherever you were, you were. I think you just have to treat it equally, right? So if you've been exposed to it, you can't play. It. And the problem Correct. was that LeBron was allowed to move on and play with it. The problem I have with it is that he went maskless to an event. And I don't know if protocol is yay or nay, but I, didn't other f- players get fined for being Christoph irresponsible? Porzingis. Porzingis went to a club maskless in Texas, which, by the way, Texas has removed their mask mandate. But he went to the club maskless, and he got fined a hefty amount. He didn't get suspended because he got a negative test, but he got fined a hefty amount. LeBron does the same thing, and there's nothing. You know, and I just don't understand that. You know, Dave Sampson from CBS says that the narrative that there is special treatment being given to LeBron is not true. If there is a player that is breaking protocol, he will be suspended or at least fined. I I don't know if that's true though, because again, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it real, guys. I'm gonna keep it real. This is this is part of the problem that the NBA is encountering that. I can't wait to see some of these younger stars take this league over and make everyone understand that it is a league that's governed by team basketball, not by hero basketball, okay? We've, for the last 18 years, gotten used to hero basketball. Don't get it twisted. Just because Michael used to average 35 a game didn't mean that he was playing hero basketball. 
He was efficient. He passed the ball. His teammates were better because of him. And quite frankly, you don't win six titles by just playing hero ball. All right? LeBron tried to play hero ball. It doesn't work. Okay? You need to have a group of guys around you to play. And I think some of these new teams, forget new teams, some of these teams with new blood. Look at how Atlanta plays. All right? The very Phoenix team you're talking about, Anthony. Look at how they play. All right? I think we're looking at a changing of the guard in the NBA that's going to allow us to forget about big threes and, and, and mega teams and understand that it's going to be about a unit playing together and guys complementing each other. Did, did any of us have any idea that this Aiton guy was as good as he was? You're a head. You're a basketball head. I imagine you knew he was pretty good. Listen, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I thought Aiton was Close to lying to me, of course. Of, uh, of course. But... I like that. I thought Aiton. It makes me happy that you can stay yeah. honest with me. Yeah, of course. Even though we're doing the show, and you know, from time to time, I know you're going to BS me, but the yeah. fact it warms my heart it, to know that yeah, you yeah, can yeah. stay honest. Truly, with me. truly. Go ahead, uh, honest from the Anthony. bottom of my heart. Honest, honest Anthony. Go ahead, please. Yes, I want to yes. hear you. Go honest ahead. Abe. No. Um, <laughs> He's so but honest. such a good boy. <laughs> but a guy like DeAndre Aiton, you know, we've looked at him for his career. He's played what two or three seasons. He's been good, but he's been always overshadowed by Trey Young, who has. Played amazing in the playoffs. And more importantly, Luka Doncic, who many consider the best player in basketball right now. I don't know how true that is. But I think Kevin Durant's the best player in basketball, but I don't want to lose sight because we're talking now about other guys. I, don't, I understand. I'm trying to make a blanket statement about how the league is going to morph. Yeah. What I do have a problem with is how the league treats LeBron James. How the league treats its superstars in general. You know, it's super superstars. It's about LeBron freaking James. You got Alex on the line. Alex covered the Heat teams. He's worked on those broadcasts. He's been around those Heat teams that he was on. And he's also knows a thing or two about a thing or two. And I'd love to get his take on this as well. Alex, like, honestly, is it just my idea? Or does it seem like this guy, I don't know, does whatever the hell he wants? No, it's certainly not just your idea. I, I, I find it to be troubling and borderline disgusting, the sort of preferential treatment that LeBron gets, where he often, guys, he acts like a hypocrite. I mean, listen, uh, and, and I, I, I think he does a lot of really good stuff, and, and I pat him on the back for the awareness that he raises for social justice in this country. I think that's awesome. But then at the same time, you know, this guy is all about communist China and he condemned Daryl Morey when Daryl Morey actually stood up for for the people of Taiwan. Uh, LeBron James only cares about selling sneakers in China. He does not care about social justice in other countries. LeBron James cares about taking care of his entourage like Vincent Chase, you know, more than he actually does. Uh, you know, creating a proper public image. And then I'm, I'm totally with Anthony. This tequila party, this COVID thing, I mean, we don't even know if LeBron is vaccinated or not because LeBron doesn't have the courage to actually say one way or the other if he's pro-vax or anti-vax, if he's getting it, if it's not. So he won't even take a stand on that. Yeah. And he goes to this tequila party. Like, he should have been suspended for that. He shouldn't be getting preferential treatment, but because he's LeBron James and the NBA is frightened of having a single playoff game played, the Lakers are involved in, and they're not involved in the playoffs anymore, of course, but they, <laughs> they, they don't have the stones to actually suspend LeBron James, so he gets preferential treatment. It happens time and time and time again. And I'm getting sick of it. But when does it end? When does it come to a halt? Is it because now we have a playoffs where has four teams that I don't think any of these teams have ever really even won, for that matter? And 
And I think the Bucks won back in the seventies. The Bucks and the Hawks. Uh, won. The Hawks won in they the won 70s. many moons ago. The other two teams have not won. <laughs> Hawks won in the fifties. Yeah. Guys, Ooh, like we wow. we have we have teams that are now going to set a new like norm in basketball. I'm hoping that that will help us change the way that NBA looks at how they govern things. But I just think over the last two years we've seen a sign of LeBron that's well, it's not endearing. It's not endearing to the common fan. It's not endearing to other basketball teams and other basketball players. And it comes across, quite frankly, very insincere. That's my problem with it. You guys are right. He should be suspended. They should throw the book at him. We know that's not going to happen. But what I'm more upset is that public sentiment doesn't get changed in this. Like, how does the public see this and not just flat out be pissed off that he got away with this when other players, when their favorite players from their team couldn't get away with it. That's my bigger problem with it. At some point, point, people are going to get tired of it. And right now the fans may not be showing it, but at some point there will be a negative sentiment towards LeBron James like we've never seen. And you I know, think that's the thing be is, though, guys, it's crazy. The, the only time we've actually seen negative sentiment against LeBron James was when he was in Miami. Like, I, I think that, you know, people hate Miami more than they ever hated LeBron Right. And even like in the later, maybe the last two years of his time in Miami, people started to come around on LeBron. But the first two years he was with the Heat, LeBron couldn't get away with anything. Like anything he did that might be perceived as being negative, he was got blown up and intensified. But ever since then, he's been a media darling. I agree. I agree 100 percent. But going back to what Amigo was saying, there's going to be a point where people are going to get mad at LeBron. I don't think that's necessarily true. There's too many, and I hate to use this term, but there's too many LeBron fanboys out there yep. that aren't going to let that happen, that are going to praise this guy. And that's the issue. You know, There's people who praise him way too much, and really with any player, they praise them way too much, especially a guy like LeBron. And this isn't. this goes beyond basketball. I don't care if you think he's the greatest of all time or anything like that. But he's praised not only by the fans – the media, he's praised by way too many people. I, I know our producer, Frank. Well, Frank can't yeah. stand him. Frank can't stand him at all. Like, I, Frank. If, Who are we talking about, Yogurt? Yeah, Mr. Yogurt, yeah. Yo Play. He calls LeBron Yo Play. Uh, Yo Play. Yeah, amongst other things. He's not a big fan of LeBron's. Neither am I. Oh, I mean, I'll never forget when he makes the decision, Alex. And I'm sitting in front of the TV, and he decides he's going to take his talents to South Beach. And I start screaming at the top of my lungs. So the truth is, I'm happy because I had three weeks before been saying on the air that I had a source telling me he was coming to Miami, which I did. I remember that. And I had a source, and, you know, I mean, it's 10 years removed. I don't think Jose Pañeda is going to get mad at me for outing him on this. Pañeda's a VP at the Heat, and he flat out told me, he goes, don't say I told you. But you can own it like you've got the story. And I remember I said it hours before Steven Smith said it. Like, yeah, apparently wow. something had happened. It had to do with the purchase of a home. Some, some transaction happened that made it obvious that he was that coming he was to coming South Florida. And only they knew. And he called me and told me. And he was coming on my show the next day, uh, a Spanish radio show that I did. But he didn't want me to overload him with questions. Yeah. So... I was able to mitigate through it, and then all of a sudden, I came out with this, you know, with this rhetoric that I was like, "Hey, you know what? He's coming." I have a source that's telling me he's coming, and I, I was happy to be right. But, the, you know, all of a sudden, I get asked by somebody sitting next to me, he "Goes, 
I thought you hated this guy. I go, I can't stand him. He's got a yellow streak on the back of his, <laughs> from the top of his head all the way to the back, of <laughs> small of his back. He's got he's got no uh, he's got no code. I, I've never ever ever liked him, and it kills me. But look, I'll say this: um, he is he is how do I put this? He is a great talent. Absolutely. That does not necessarily know how to win. He wins by virtue of being as good as he is at the game, but I don't consider him a winner. And I'm going to just say it. I know Nick Hamilton will kill me. Because the thing is with him, he always expects to win. Like, with him, it's like a superhero movie. You know, the, the hero always has to win. He always has to win. He never expects that. He never expects to lose. And coming up in our next segment. Hold on a second. No, I know you want to go. You want to do the radio tease, but I can't. Frank. My edge on this is that I've known Little Amigo since he was little, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> so when the decision happened, the Little Amigo was little. I was. And he was very happy that LeBron was coming to town. I was also very tired that day. He was, yes, I remember. <laughs> but he would do all the motions that LeBron would do, and he copied LeBron. And so much so, his grandmother exacted a kind of a hustle on him. Oh, yeah. His grandmother had him convinced that she would run into LeBron. Once LeBron came to play in Miami, she would run into LeBron at the Latin American in Miami Lakes, that he uh -huh. would go there often. And I would play along with Papi. I see him all the time. But Dad, you know, why don't you take me so I can see him? I go, Papi, I run in there. I don't know when he's going to be there. And then <laughs> the funny thing is Anthony used to have a bit of an issue eating. He was a very finicky eater when he was little. So I still am today. Well, but you grew. I mean, apparently the food worked. <laughs> Grandma all of a sudden likes, would like to bust his ass on this and, and, and say this to get him to eat. She was hustling him to get him to eat. And she would tell him that you know, LeBron would send the message that he needed to eat this to get to strong. Eat bananas. To eat eat bananas. bananas to get strong just yeah. like him. And, uh, you know, so the maduros is what he was. maduros. And Anthony... Ate this up, hook, line, and say. I think it was the fourth year. Like a Frank, fish. The fourth year is when I think he finally realized. I think my grandmother's BSing me on this. So he go, that's not true, are we? And he would look at her with the squint eyes like, that's not true. So I had to out him a little bit because he thinks he's going to get away and start getting into, into radio segue in our next uh -huh. segment. Like he's going to do a radio team. I'm going to let him do that, Alex. I'm going to let him go ahead and do his radio stuff. But now without me making a little fun of little amigo, he used to love LeBron James. He loved LeBron. As much as I don't like him today, I, <laughs> I have to admit. You loved him. 2010, 2014, LeBron and Wade were certainly my superheroes. Uh, that's, that's for sure. <laughs> and shout out to your mom for reminding me about the banana story. Thanks, man. <laughs> Appreciate it, mom. Appreciate it. <laughs> that's cute. <laughs> Coming up in our next segment, we're going to be talking about a pretty iconic superhero movie that Amigo... Watch for oh, the first time. Oh, you're not going to do this. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. Oh, yeah. I stick to sports. I don't want to hear this. Oh, my God. You're not. Uh, Amanda, no. We're not doing this. We're, we're hey, look what I found. <laughs> A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. I get it. Your desk has been there for you. Holding up your computer, your unused stapler, and that plant you forgot to water. But maybe it's time to leave your desk and spend your lunch break volunteering with Meals on Wheels. 
Doing Meals on Wheels for me is the joy that I look for at the end of my week. I'll come to the door with one meal and I'll walk away with a full heart. Drop off a warm meal and get more than you expect. Volunteer at americaletsdolunch.org. That's americaletsdolunch.org. Brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Man, I love my kids so much. I once sat for three hours in the cold rain to watch her soccer team lose by 18 goals. I love my kids so much, I once used a tube to suck snot out of her stuffed nose at 3 a.m. You win. Love your kids? Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat. From toddlers to tweens, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to find the right seat for their age and size. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? Text and whatever, just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigo. Josh Gordon is suspended after his fiasco for violating terms of conditional reinstatement. He tried to play that one off by saying, I'm going to step down. All of a sudden, it caught up to him mighty fast. He failed the drug test, didn't he? Said he was predicting he was having mental health problems by virtue of knowing he was in trouble. No, he knew they were about to knock on his door, which is he wasn't able to run out of the house fast enough. They're going to knock on his door? Or would they, I mean, could they at least ring the doorbell? Let me describe this to you. Frank is... Oh, oh yeah. Oh, I... That, that, that's uh, scaringly accurate. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. My mother was always very active and independent, and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. It's important for you to talk to someone about it. I felt so much better after my son told me, Mom, we'll figure it out. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. If it wasn't for Michael Jordan getting cut from his ninth grade basketball team, he wouldn't have became Michael Jordan. <laughs> You know, if it wasn't for, uh, I seen an, an article the other day where they were talking about Oprah Winfrey and how she got fired because she wasn't good for television. You know, you got people like Walt Disney who got fired, if I'm not mistaken, from a newspaper saying he had no imagination. So what do you tell them? You tell them, you know? You know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's gonna do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you gotta take those losses, you gotta take those hits. There's gotta be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, you know, this is what it's all about. And not only that, it's never about making it, guys. It's always about maintaining it. That's the toughest part. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. This is TJ Holmes with Good Morning America, and you are listening to Slam Radio. Back here, we're back. Dos Amigos Next Gen here on Slime Radio, Sirius XM Channel 145. In our last segment, we talked about the hypocrisy of the NBA, LeBron James, Chris Paul suspension, all that stuff. In this segment, I know you, you're not looking for... Hold on, hold on. 
Oh, you're uh, gonna do that? So, all right. I, so I if you're gonna to, rag on me, let me start on ragging on you. Be, to just just to let let the LeBron how, thing go. How am away. I ragging on you? Hold on. Hold on how a am second. I ragging I'm gonna on let you? the LeBron thing settle in. You know what else this guy used to do? So like when when they would win, when they would win, uh-huh. like he would win, we'd all go out to 49th Street to celebrate. Yeah. But Anthony wouldn't leave to 49th Street without his Johnsons and Johnson baby powder. Come on. I did it once. All right. So he would go and get out of the car and he'd do the whole LeBron thing. Come on. He would do this. He, he, he would emulate everything that was LeBron. This guy wants to pretend to be a LeBron hater. This guy loves LeBron more than anybody else. I knew you were a true fan. He boy. is a LeBron lover, bro. He kisses LeBron's ass. I do. Go not. ahead, right? Go ahead. Go, what are you not. gonna make fun of me about now? Go ahead. Well, no, I was just wiping my eyes. I don't understand why you got so offended at that, but I was just wiping my eyes, just like you did watching uh, Avengers Endgame, amigo. Isn't that correct? I'm sorry, I didn't hear what you had to say. What was that? Um, I was just wiping my eyes, just like you did. What was it? Sunday? Father's Day? Yeah. Um, just like you did on Father's Day watching Endgame. Isn't that correct? Am I, am I wrong? I don't know what you're talking about. I have no idea oh, what yeah, you're saying. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. You yeah. forced me to watch the movie that I didn't want to watch. We you forced you. Whoa, 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 whoa. Pause. Put a pin in it. Hold up. Run it back. Alex, did you see that, that, that train wreck of a movie, Endgame? Yeah, I saw it. Um, I, I I must have spent probably sixty nine thousand hours of my life watching all those Marvel movies. I mean, they're fine. Uh, but are are you telling me you were actually tearing up, crying in that? Is that what Anthony's saying? He was indeed. He Ooh. was indeed, and in multiple scenes, in multiple scenes. So it had to be the "I love you" five thousand thing, right? Three thousand. Three thousand. Yeah. Look, 3, he even remembers it. He even remembers it. Look at that. Well, Look at that. Remembers it better than I do. and I have said that to each other, only I didn't know where it came from. I've always uh, used it, but I didn't realize it came from that. Oh, yeah, you dog. Yeah, she cried too. Isn't that true? Yeah, you did? See, why you got to out us like this, bro? Wow, that's cold. At least I didn't cry when Jeter got his last <laughs> hit. Like, oh, yeah, you did. Come on. I didn't cry. I got you on picture. You know I cried. I was hysterical sitting next to you, and you were just watching me oh, cry. Just just like you did on La Banda, right? <laughs> okay, that's right? not what we're talking about here. We're talking about It doesn't about matter. He is ragging on you, game. sister. It is what it is. <laughs> no, what? It's, so, but, it's, but hold on a second. So I cried for a reason. So you said you watched 69,000 hours of this stuff, Alex. Tell me you got pissed at the penultimate installment of this Avengers series. What was it called? Infinity, Infinity, Infinity Wars. Wars. Infinity Wars. Please tell me you got pissed off at that movie because I was furious. Well, it, it was a waste of time because they made half of everybody disappear. And it's like it's pointless because I knew, oh, they're going to bring everybody back. Like, what is it? What does even matter? Sure? I was Give pissed. me some Did real really adversity. Know? Like, if you're going to kill off half the characters, at least make me believe some of them are actually dead. Like, we all knew they're going to bring them all back in the next movie. So I, I couldn't believe I didn't. When, that, when, when the penultimate one came out, everyone was like, oh, my God, I can't believe they made so-and-so disappear and he's gone and she's gone. And I'm like, you idiots, who cares? They're all going to come back in the next movie. Like, you really believe they're gone? I did. I was very upset at what happened to Spider-Man. That's, that's why he boycotted Endgame. I, that's the reason I didn't watch Endgame till Sunday. Which is what we've been trying to tell you for two years now. And he refused. Three years almost. Yeah, Here's what happened, Alex. I got a home theater system. Not a system. I got a little something Ooh. that accentuates the sound coming from the television and makes football games sound better. It makes Amazing. basketball games hear the squeak of the court. And in movies like this, makes it quite the experience. Um, that was when I finally decided, okay, I think I'm willing to now watch this. But 
Honestly, I was so upset at the money grab that was Infinity Wars that they never understood that I was mad and I refused to give them my time, my talents, or my treasures when it came to watching this stuff. Ever again. I'm sure they were really hurting by not getting your ticket money well, for that they, movie. Like, the they they only made $14 trillion without you buying a ticket. Yeah, it didn't work out. My boycott didn't work out. It was a personal boycott. <laughs> Actually, the movie was pretty darn good. I'm glad that I watched it. I like that it brought everything together. It was There was some cheesy to it, but I loved how they reenacted scenes from previous movies from different angles, and I thought that that was interesting, how they were able to do that yeah. almost perfectly. Um, there was a lot of stuff there that was really good. But, uh, yeah, he they made me watch it. Anthony, you don't think they do a little too much to the plot to these movies? You guys have to stop the movie yeah. 12 times so, to explain here, things to me that I don't remember today. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yes. With with Marvel, right, you have to be very dedicated like Alex is with the 69,000 hours of him watching Marvel movies. You have to be very dedicated and understanding of the plot to understand really what's going on. You haven't watched a Marvel movie or until last Sunday. You hadn't watched a Marvel movie for like two or three years. Three years. Three years. So it was a lot of refreshing, I'm sure it was. Yeah, but there's some subplots there that are only relevant to the future that I'm not going to watch another one of you're these. You're probably not. Of course you're not. But Because you got to remember all the movies, like like Anthony's saying. Like, like in order to understand some of the stuff in Endgame, like you had to remember, here's what happened in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Here's what happened in Doctor Strange. Here's what happened in Captain Marvel. Like You have to know some of these details, and if you missed like any of the movies or if you forgot one of the movies it's like something like captain marvel i didn't think was very good if you forgot any of the details then yeah you got to go online and look it up if you didn't understand it or you've got to ask somebody like anthony who knows all the details yeah it's <laughs> um shameful admission i will say um i've watched hmm above half of all the marvel movies i haven't watched like Doctor Strange or Captain Marvel, some of those movies. But in reality, every movie matters. It, there's something in every movie that matters. And that's what, that's what makes Marvel and the Marvel Cinematic Universe so special and really one of its kind. You know, there's been series that have tried to do this. DC has tried to do this. And they've fallen flat in their face. But Marvel, for... 10 plus years has just continuously brought out amazing movie after amazing movie while staying on an incredible plot. And I know you're probably not going to watch another Marvel movie for... Never again. It's all you. Oh. You guys can watch. Never <laughs> crazy, you're crazy, bro. They're good. I'm done. I just started good. watching them in cinematic or in the order that they're meant to be watched on, like in timeline order. Timeline order, they're yeah. They're phenomenal. And Some of the every shows movie are good too. Like my, my wife and I are watching Loki, and we watched um, WandaVision and uh, the the Winter Soldier show, which All is good. All those shows are very good. Yeah, they're pretty good. You want to, amigo? You want to talk about woman? I, I, I'll tell you, Elizabeth Olsen, Wanda Maximoff, Scarlet Witch from the MCU. Woo! Oh, so you mm -hmm. like so? Whoa! Oh, somebody! Hey! Oh, what happened Make, here? Like, making me making me blush a little bit. Elizabeth, I, you never you never openly talk about things like this. Of course, I talk about my wife. No, yeah, Alex, uh, Alex, this is a new thing for him. Apparently, I think he's feeling like he's the star of the show, so now he can show a little bit of that. 
side of him and the women can come craving for him. That's what he thinks is going to happen here. So that, no, Elizabeth Olsen. Wrong. So if you put standards up at Elizabeth Olsen's, you're not going to get other other people to come around and, and come look <laughs> They're not going to feel like they can match up to Elizabeth Olsen. But Elizabeth Olsen is a little bit easy on the eyes. Would you all agree, Frank, Elizabeth Olsen, yes? Pretty easy on the eyes? Yeah. 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 Alex, a little easy on the eyes, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude, and I can't believe that she's the younger sister of the Olsen twins, and she's, like, over, like, 30 whoa, now, whoa, so that whoa, makes whoa, me whoa, feel whoa, super whoa. old. Tell me you didn't know that. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So twins and then their younger sister. That's who she is. And as much as the twins were thought that they were going to be so gorgeous, yeah, it looked like the younger sister got the gorgeous jeans, just Indeed. like the Jenners, yes. <laughs> yep. Just like the Jenners, boy. Another, per another person in that movie who uh, doesn't have the best fate, Scarlett Johansson. I, I, I know you. Scarlett, Scarlett happens to be, Alex, you might remember this. <laughs> she was the winner of our inaugural Mujercita Madness. She was. I remember that. She won the Superstar. very first Mujercita Madness. She was my all-time favorite. She's Mujercita Madness Hall of Famer. And Anthony doesn't realize that since it's the summer months of the show, that one of his shows is going to be dedicated to a Mujercita Madness. Oh, we're, we're going to do a little Mujercita we Madness. To. We have to. I don't know if we're going to do 16 or 32 comp competitors, but we're going to do this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we could do a 68 of March Madness. We could have the floor, four. We did that once. It got long. And just <laughs> Scarlet won, and we were happy Scarlet won. <laughs> That's what she said. Yeah. Look at you. Very funny. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Well, um, if you if you would have been, I mean, you cried during Endgame. Is that what I was told? God, why are we doing? So, I'm trying to get us away from this. Yes, why why did. did you cry, bro? Because Spider Man came back, dude. So you cried because Spider Man came back, but you didn't cry because a Black Widow died. Spoiler alert. She, he did. I did get oh, okay, upset. Thank God. Black, I thank didn't God. weep profusely because it it sad. saddened me because it showed us. A side of her that we didn't really know. Oh, it's sad to me because I wasn't going to watch her fine ass run around the screen. Yeah, I know. Anymore. She's the best looking one out of all of them. Sorry, Elizabeth. I, I know you got excited for the, what, Amanda, like two minutes of screen time that Natalie Portman got in this movie? Oh, I went nuts. He, he wasn't yeah. paying you know attention. Have, you know that I have a little a little <laughs> bit of a crush on that. I shouldn't because she's a little too young for me to have a crush on. How old is I Natalie like these days? Oh, she's got to be in her mid-30s by now, I would Could think. Could she possibly be 40? Mid-30s is still possible. I'm allowed she's to have a crush 40. She's 40, she's 40, so she's old enough for me to have a crush Whoa. on her. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, for some reason, I imagine Natalie Portman like 24 years old. Like, she's forever young. That no, girl. no. Well, she was like 24 when she was she's in the Star Wars movies. young, bro. Like, give me a break. Eh? She always has. She always has. She still looks young to this day. Like that, what was the movie that we watched that she came out and I literally, um, I literally had a deep sigh. I went. It was. <sighs> it was one of like, the Star Wars it. movies. I think it was, it was one Attack of the, of the Clones. Right? Oh, my yeah. God. I can't with this. Black Swan. I, I can't oh, that was a good talk one. about no. a great movie. Great got her and Mila Kunis. Mm -mm. Oh my god! another one that drives me nuts. I, I like that we're able to talk about this in front of Anthony because Anthony's so shy about talking about girls, man. She was also in V for Vendetta. I remember you. You. Yes, yeah. she was. <sighs> with, with that's. Vendetta. I think that's where I got a little. <laughs> yeah. Remember, remember the fifth of November. I almost said December, man. That would have not ended. Natalie, Natalie, Natalie can make a, a grown man blush. She definitely can. So we're gonna do this little more seat of madness for you, if you don't mind. Is that cool? That's true. You I don't know mind you, I, that at all. Huh? I know you just said Natalie Portman can make a grown man. She can also make a sixteen-year-old blush. I will tell you that. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you like older women, don't you? <laughs> we'll keep it at that. 
Oh, no, you didn't. Yep. <laughs> this is the guy that schmoozes up to the subs and everything. Like, like oh, oh nice right. Hi, I'm Anthony. Nice to meet you. Oh, Look, he's blushing. Yeah. <laughs> hey, how you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all right. <laughs> Listen, that you need to have moxie, and you got to have a pair of balls to do that. And thank God Anthony has moxie and a pair of balls. Man, I got stories to tell. You got stories to tell. You sound like Biggie on that one. Huh? <laughs> oh, boy. They get old so quick, don't they? You remember him running around? Dude, I remember him squishing around. Like, you remember that? He had to have been like four years old, three years old. It's crazy, man. Time flies by so fast. He was actually, when you meet Anthony, Anthony hadn't turned two when you met him. He was, oh, my God. Dude, now I feel old. Yeah. Amanda was the three-year-old when you met her. You met yeah, Amanda. Amanda hadn't right. turned four when you met her. Wow. So, yeah, he was barely a speck. He was nothing. And now he's hosting this show. Whatever. Uh, Frank, <laughs> what is so far? I think he's doing a terrible job. I think he's doing awful. <laughs> oh, I'm doing horrible. We might need a new host soon. Well, yeah. dude, Alex can host the show. I don't feel like hosting this show anymore. I don't want might, might need to go into the bullpen. The bullpen, really? Yeah. So, yeah. so you came up with this, this really, like, were you impressed with the show sheet, Frank? I was. He didn't send one to Alex, though. I, I don't know if he did or not, well, but I was I very impressed with it. I didn't know that Alex was joining us. Uh, well, that means now, if you knew who was going to be on your show, you would know that. Now I do. The more you, there you go. The I more think you, you need to. I think you do a better job of knowing who's going to be on your show next time. Probably should. Yeah. Maybe I should let you know that as well. Yeah. It's Maybe. probably good. Communicate. <laughs> so where's Alan Strauss when you need him? Because Alan wasn't this bad. Alan was bad, but Alan wasn't this bad, was he? I think he was a little worse. He was a little worse than Anthony. So that's not. Then Anthony <laughs> has nowhere to go but up. Then right. Exactly. Pretty good. All right, pretty good. So Anthony, I think Strauss was, a, Strauss was a stronger swimmer, though. Yeah, he was. He had more, oh, I'm horrible. He had more hair than Anthony, too. Then. Not now so much. Oh, yes. He is follically challenged these days. Yep, yep. Just like you. Oh, oh. the, the low-hanging fruit. That's oh. all you got, huh? That's all you got. I mean, I also have that you're old. That so let me ask you a question. So I'm going to do let this. Let me give you an answer. Frank, just in time to, to you know, because since he doesn't know how to drive a show and go to break, I'll go ahead and make sure you understand that this is at the point of break. Here on those amigos. That, that, that's cool. um, so when we show younger pictures of me, what do people say for uh, Anthony? I'm so used to calling Frank my sidekick. Anthony, what what uh, do they say about younger pictures of let me? Let me get the voice ready. Oh my God, he looks exactly like Anthony. Oh my God. So what do you think your future has in store? If you look exactly like me as a young man, <laughs> what do you think is going to happen as you get older, Anthony Lawrence? Oh no, that's not true. <laughs> that, yep, that's uh, that's that's part of the process, oh my friend. When we come back from break, we're gonna talk about processes ending. A little bit of the '76 is right here in Dos Amigos Slam Radio Series XM 145. <laughs> hey, look what I found! A radio. Radio. This is Series XM 145 Slam Radio. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm -mm. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <sighs> text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. 
Good morning, amigo. Well, it just annoys me that you don't see it my way. Oh, it annoys me that you don't see it my way. We can play this game too. What? Not always going to see it your way. Your way is not the way. I can see it my way. But your way is not the way. So some people, some people are really... That's huge ego of you, by the way. Yeah, of course. Well, you can't spell amigo without the ego. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. I adopted Bento in 2010 from a shelter. This cat makes me make art. He's always motivating me to draw pictures of him. He just is motivating artistically. He's my best friend, but a lot of people know him as Keyboard Cat. Keyboard Cat, YouTube star and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Start yours today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States and the Ad Council. The Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council present the story of Tom and Levi. Tom is the smartest man I know. He's been a professor at two major universities. He's been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, he told me that he was having um, problems in his classes. I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. And he was telling them that he was doing it as a favor to them. But I think in reality, he just wanted to get out of there. Um, I was really starting to worry because I saw something was wrong. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me, and my love for him was just immense. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. If, if you know me, you know... Really, if you know Slam Radio, you know we do not like Philadelphia sports fans. Nope. Not they at all. They stink. They stink. Just like Ben Simmons. And I'm going to be honest, Ben Simmons needs to go. We're, we're, we're going to kick it off with that. Ben Simmons needs to go. He has absolutely just folded. He, he's nowhere near what he was a few years ago. He's been in the league, what, three, four years? Still hasn't developed that three-point shot. You know? Or the free-throw shot. Or the free-throw shot. <laughs> the, 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 there, there's a quote from four years ago saying that the hack of Simmons is going to stop. I'm going to check well, my... that's right. Remember when he got mad and he I'm said, gonna, oh, don't do this to me no more. I'm going to check my watch real quick. Simmons, it's been four years. It's been four years and you still don't know how to shoot a free-throw. Four Years. Or a three-pointer. Or a three-pointer. That's an entire presidential campaign. Four years. Is it going to be four more years? He wants. He wants four more years. Four more years. What are we doing here, Philly? Well, four more years on another team is what I think is going to happen. That's what needs to happen. Even his own coach, I think, has lost faith in him as being a point guard for a a championship point guard. If we're going to talk about his own coach, Doc Rivers, the absolute choke master. The absolute choke master. He... I. I believe it was it was Josh Smith who was making fun of him. He hates Doc Rivers. Josh Smith, uh, former Atlanta Hawks forward. But wait a minute, hold on. Is this the same Josh Smith? I don't even mean the sidetrack. Alex, is that the same Josh Smith that made a mistake with an opt-in or something or an opt-out, and instead mm-hmm. of making like twenty-five million dollars one year, he made one million because of a screw-up? 
Oh, I, I'm not sure. Is that the, the same only one Josh of those Smith, that, that the I remember that was, uh, what was it, Anthony Carter with the Heat way back in the day. I don't remember that with Josh Smith. Let me look that up. Go ahead. Continue talking about Josh Smith. Alex will look but, for it. Yeah, Josh Smith and uh, Doc Rivers don't necessarily have the best relationship, to say the least. There's certainly some beef on the grill there. Um, I'm not going to say what he said because then I'd never host a show on this radio station again. But just what happened to Philadelphia? You know, I've been talking with some people just around the internet and asking them, really, what happened with Philadelphia? Why? Where did they go wrong? They went wrong with Ben Simmons, guys. Your point guard has to be kind of a quarterback on your team. And I don't know how you feel, Alex, about this, but he was never up to snuff on that. And I don't care how athletic he was. He would disappear in the biggest part of the game. The big, at the turning point of big games, this guy would disappear. And we made fun of LeBron when he would do this. But this guy's a point guard on a team that's talking about trusting a process. Somebody's got to lead a process, and that would normally be your point guard. I felt like he never could live up to the bill. And I think that he's a guy that his career is going to go dwindling away now after we saw what we saw in the playoffs. Very, very soon. Yeah. Even Stephen A. Smith says it on first take a few days ago. He said, and I quote, he doesn't work, he doesn't listen, and everyone around him is family, and he is constantly babied. That's what a source told Stephen A. Smith. He uttered those words on first take the other day. But the issue here with Philadelphia, it, it's very simple. They, they've been trying to accommodate to Ben Simmons they're not trying to build around Joel Embiid. They're trying to accommodate to Ben Simmons' weaknesses. If you do that, you're not going to get too far. You have to, you have to build around your star player. And I have news for you. Ben Simmons is not a number two guy on the championship team. He's not even a number one guy on the championship team. Well, whoever thought that, because when you're supposed to trust a process, you're trusting a process of people who understand the game. And when they understand the game... They're telling you that that's the guy that's going to win you a championship. When you miss the boat on that, you got to blame the people who said that he was that that ascertained through their expertise that he was your championship point guard. That, he's not your that he was the first. Point no, guard. I, I, the, the thing is, it, it's all his fault though because he's got he's got the size, the athleticism, the talent where he should be a top five player in that league. And like I, I cannot blame anyone throughout the evaluation process to say. Ben Simmons is the real deal, and this guy is going to be elite because he should be. I've got to put it on him. Like, I've got to put it on him for not working on his free throws, which seems like a pretty easy thing to work on, uh, you know, for not working on his three-point shooting. Because in today's NBA, you have to have that. No matter what position you play, from one to five, these days you have to be able to shoot threes and hit it at some of a clip, and he's terrible at it. Like, He's got no excuse. Like, okay, maybe some of the people throughout the years who have evaluated him maybe should have done a better job judging his character and realizing that this guy doesn't have the work ethic or the mentality to make himself an elite player. But if you just go by all the physical attributes, there's really no excuse on anyone other than Ben Simmons as to why he's not reached that potential because this guy is a unicorn. He should be one of the best players in the league. Instead, the guy continues to look like a fraud. Absolutely. And in the playoffs against the Hawks, his final three games, the biggest games of the series in a seven-game series, he played 38 minutes, 25 minutes, and 36 minutes. 
He scored eight, six, and five. It's 19 points in three That's games. That's 19 points in three games. That's correct. You cannot have that out of not only a quote-unquote all-NBA point guard, you can't have that on your number two guy when you're the number one seed trying to win an NBA championship. The Hawks played amazing basketball, but I have news for you. The Hawks have no business beating the Philadelphia 76ers. Why did they beat the Philadelphia 76ers? Because they played the way Philadelphia doesn't. They played team ball. But then let me ask you, did they have any business beating Milwaukee in game one? Because that's one of the great, that's, that's the finish of the year. That's the game of the year. That's, that's, that's the play of the year. I agree. I agree. Would you not, like, do they have any, like, watching them last night, watching Trey Young go 48, all right, that's, they keep winning game ones, Anthony. They They keep winning. This is the third consecutive series they win game one. And you know the old adage, you win game one, you win the series. They keep making the game they're playing the biggest game of the year. And when it's close, they win. They win. They, they have guys who step up. A guy like Kevin Herter in Game 7. Trey Young was struggling. Kevin Herter, pretty much a bench player, a role player on the Hawks, comes up, steps up in the biggest game of the season, an elimination game against the number one seed in the NBA, and beats him and scores efficiently. And does what he has to do. Guys like John Collins, guys like DeAndre Hunter on this team, they step up. In Philadelphia, other than Joel Embiid, who steps up on that team? Seth Curry? Definitely not Ben Simmons. Because if Ben Simmons were to be stepping up the way that a number one overall pick and an all-NBA point guard should be stepping up, he wouldn't be in trade conversations. So quick tidbit as we're at the top of the hour. Alex, you might want to hear what I have to say right now. So we have breaking news in the world of the NBA. So a few days after uh, stepping down as the Mavericks head coach, uh, the Indiana Pacers are reportedly set to rehire Rick Carlisle, wow. giving him a four-year, $29 million contract. He served as their coach from 2003 to 2007. Oh, um, so Rick Carlisle going back to Indiana. He will be replacing Nate Whatever that guy's last name is that Nick I can't. Nick McMillan. No. Mate. No? Jorkin. Jorkin. Oh. You know how to say it, Alex? You're better at this than I am. Uh, I, I say Jorkin. Jorkin. That's what it is. I think the B is silent, but... There you Ooh. go. You learn. Hey, breaking news sounder. There so you there's go. your breaking news sounder. So there you go. I just want to let the world know about that, Anthony. I apologize. No, th- that's a good hire, in my opinion. And... I don't want to get. You're going to break down the hire of Rick Carlisle. I know you're not doing this. I don't want to get too off track. Alex, please jump on board here to make fun of this young man. He wants to analyze the hire of Rick Carlisle. He looks a little bit like Jim Carrey, no? Yes, he does. He <laughs> yes, absolutely, like absolutely, he, he does. does. He is Jim he Carrey's doppelganger, most definitely. Jim Carrey with uh, above-average coaching skills, mm-hmm. but back to Ben. What are you back doing? It's top of the. He doesn't know what he's doing, Alex. You got to work with him. This guy is awful. It's 59. What does he think? You got to pay bills. <laughs> Coming up next, second hour of the show. Have you ever heard of Banana Ball? Banana Ball. No. That sounds I didn't ask you. You wrote this darn sheet. I've never heard of Banana Ball. You're going to tell me what Banana Ball is about. I'm asking Alex. Alex, you know what banana, banana Ball is? No, no clue. Anthony, why don't you tell us what Banana Ball is? Well, on the a, other side. Yeah, on the other side. I was just about to say that. Oh, I'll tell were. you that on the other side. Here on Slam Radio, yeah. Sirius XM. What's the name of the show? Dos Amigos. Good job. Channel 145. We'll be back.
180 over 111, and I had a stroke. I couldn't speak or walk. This is high blood pressure. Get back on your plan. Go to loweryourhbp.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigo. I mean, really, it really apologist. comes down to... I'm going to make an apologist image for you, bro, because uh, everything that I say, you like, oh, but LeBron had to do this, and you see, he had to jump over a car. Isn't LeBron's the king? And again, LeBron jump over the Empire State Building? He probably could, but why probably. would he do it? But why doesn't he jump over the Empire State Building to win a slam dunk contest? Good morning, amigo. Weekdays from 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm -mm. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <sighs> text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Flowers are beautiful, but they become even more so when carried by people who are committed to ending Alzheimer's. At the Alzheimer's Association Walk to End Alzheimer's, hundreds of thousands carry different colored flowers, signifying their connections to the disease. And we walk so that one day, there will be a white flower for Alzheimer's first survivor. Sam Radio has brought so much positivity into my life that allows so many young people to have a voice. I'm very thankful for this opportunity at Slam Radio. Not a lot of people get to say that they worked on the first radio station run inside a high school. I've learned so much from Frank the Tank. I've learned so much from Danny, from The Amigo. I've learned so much from them, and I thank them so much, and it means a lot to me. Slam Radio is a community. It just gives you opportunity. They give you opportunities that not many schools have. The people here are just great. Someone always has your back no matter what. It is definitely a place to leave your egos and your insecurities behind and just be yourself and all become one. I'm so thankful for everybody here at Slam Radio, and I'm thankful for this wonderful opportunity that I've been given to jumpstart my career. You are listening to Slam Radio on Sirius XM 145. This is Saquon Barkley, and you guys are listening to Slam Radio. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go! This is Tua Tungle by Lloyd. Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker Every What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio. Sirius XM. Yeah! Back here... On the Dos Amigos Next Gen Series XM channel. Dos Amigos Show. Dos Amigos Show. You said Dos Amigos Next Gen. It's Dos Amigos Show. Frank, you didn't work with this guy before the show started? That wasn't my responsibility. That was your responsibility. Amanda, did you work with him? No, nothing. So he's just coming in here, guns a-blazing. You're acting bananas, man. I'm not acting bananas, but you're acting like a guy who just walks up to older women and says, hey, how you doing? That's Sometimes that works. You know, Alex, this guy's kind of prolific in getting older women's attention. It's Dude, the funniest thing I've ever seen in skill. my life. He And he's unassuming about it. And he doesn't even brag or she just kind of, you know, you see him. And it, I it, I should have known. I took him to New York in 2014. We went to go see that Jeter game. But the next I day, I go to City Field. And I had made some friends in the city that wanted to go to this Mets game against the Astros, ironically. So we go to the game, and 
the guy that I became buddies with, his girlfriend was a former Miss Tennessee. So guess who's yeah. Anthony's date the entire night? No way. Miss Tennessee. I have a picture of him. Do you remember the famous movie Arthur with Dudley Moore? Yeah, I love that movie. Okay, there's a scene in that movie where Dudley Moore lays on the floor at Grand Central Station along with, uh, what was her name? I always forget the, the woman who's the sidekick in that damn movie. Liza Minnelli. Yes. And they lay on the floor. It's a very romantic scene. Dude, this, obviously the nine-year-old didn't know anything about the movie. This girl got him to lay on the floor. They laid together holding hands. I have pictures of them holding hands. I've never in my life seen anything quite like it. The nine-year-old picked up Miss Tennessee. Oh, man. I, I, this I, I man is a stuff the the He refuses to embrace his legendary status. Wow. Yeah, I'm just like, I would. I, this kid is like Will Chamberlain. For yes, the next like generation. If I wouldn't want my girl around him oh, at all. I wouldn't, if, wow. if you've got a girlfriend and he's around, it's not a safe thing. The stories of Will Chamberlain are uh, wild, to say the least. Well, I've also heard they're a little wildly exaggerated, but it yeah. is what it is. Because well, mathematically, it doesn't add up. It doesn't add up. It doesn't add up. It doesn't add up. And then, of course, you know what's funny? Alex is he's so prolific, right? That it then bleeds into girls his age. So the girls his age chase him. So he does the chasing of the older girls, but then so it, it, it no one's safe, bro. That that's the problem. No one is safe. They, they fall into his clenches and that 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 dapper smile, and he's got that height going. He's just such a handsome and dapper young man. And you and know, he's been coaching flag football, right? Uh. Oh, really? We're I did not yes, know that. Yes, he's been coaching. We're not doing this. He's been coaching flag football. And the, the the mothers of the kids love him. It's unbelievable. You have to see. Like, it's incredible. And then the girls his age, including ones that coach other teams and root for their little brothers who play on other teams, they think he's like the star. They think he's that? coaching the whole thing. They think he's running the whole damn league. That's how much... Attention. He goes, Amanda, can you corroborate this for me, please? Because he's playing this coy thing. We're not, Frank has no idea. You're the only one that can confirm or deny this for me. Alex is in awe of Anthony's prowess with that the older woman. He's a sauce god. I'm sorry? He's a sauce god. He is a sauce god. He is. Yeah, I can absolutely confirm it for you. And I was actually told not to say anything, <laughs> but I'm sorry, Hannah, I have to do it. He was hitting on Hannah when Hannah started working with her. <laughs> no, I wasn't. Right away, he would hit her up on the DM, talk hip hop with her all the time. And he was playing this coy little, oh, I'm just being friendly with her. She's nice. He was hitting her up on the D. He was sliding into Hannah's man. DMs, bro. My man. Under the radar. Oh, I love this it. This guy's a special one. He's There's a gleam, gentlemen. Let's get that gleam. And this kid's got that gleam all the time. It's on substitute teachers. He hits on interns. And he loves to make jokes about how hot my friends are. Oh, yes. Well, Amanda has a couple of very good looking I, friends. Gonna, why else would you have a sister? Why else? What's the purpose you, if you're a guy to have a sister? What's the purpose? That's, yeah. it, it's machine. God's way. Listen, it was God's way of being like, here you go, son. I am going to give you I an ultimate I am bearing to gifts. many, exactly. many women by giving you a sister. Bro, you have to take that and be like, thank you so much, my lord. Bro, do you know that, that the assistant coaches of other teams... They want to wed him. It's incredible. They want to wed him. It's so much so they give him a ring. They give him a ring. <laughs> yeah. One of the assistant coaches, his age of a team that won, I think. I don't know if they won or they won on another level. She wanted him to have the ring. 
She gave it to me. Wow. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> no, and it's funny because, like, now my friends, like, some of my friends that I haven't seen in a while or whatever, they start coming around again. We start, we hang out, we go out, we have girls' nights, and they come to pick me up or whatever. And they see Anthony and they go, oh, my God, Anthony, you're so big. Yeah. Oh, my God, your voice is so <laughs> deep. It's the same. It's oh, the my same. God, uh-uh. hey, Anthony. And I'm like, man. I told you that would happen. Hey. Hey. I used to tell you, I go, he's going to get a point. He's going to hit on your friends. See, and I'm yeah, yeah. see, I was entrusted with girls. And I say this because I was given the sister. So I was supposedly supposed to have that avenue to the to the plug hey yo hey what's up with your friend no, no my sister ended up being 14 years younger than me so at that point the game is over and then to add insult to injury i have a daughter yeah thanks my life sucks. well that's usually what happens look at amanda's perfect proof i mean you know any any of our any of our past ventures have always come to bite us in the dairy air because we end up having a girl first it's it never fail never fails so, yeah, so, you know, he has this prowess. I just don't want it to go unnoticed, Alex Donald, because how, how do I put this? Uh. Like, yeah, man, he's pretty prolific. He, he's almost taking on the persona of Alan Strauss on this show. Like, oh, let's be man. honest. Oh, do you man. remember how Alan I... always picked up the chicks? And he didn't even try. Like, he wasn't doing it on purpose. Even but I, I remember guess that. I, I think Anthony has skills like that. Because it sounds like he's got a lot of good practice ranges, right? Because between the flag football thing and, you know, the, the whole having an older sister thing. Like, it, it, this guy gets plenty of reps. And I think that's what creates greatness. It's training. It's putting in the time. It's putting in the hours. And it's putting in the practice. Hey, man. Practice makes perfect, man. So, man, they, they're all shapes and sizes, Alex. I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm just saying the reason I say shapes and sizes is they're older. Um, I, I could tell you a story about once upon a time, one of Amanda's friends who was older than him, he showed up for Valentine's Day with flowers and candy for her, and he was oh, a very, man. very young kid. Yeah, he serenaded her at my... What was he, he earned the name The Old Spice, man. He did serenade her. He did. He sang that, that is when wow. I earned that nickname. He earned the nickname Old Spice, man. So he's been putting in work. Somebody needs to take away your producer ability. No, no, this is a great song. I, what's wrong? Somebody needs oh, to take away. Go, Kiki. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. I love this song. We play it because Hannah loves Drake, and I'm just, yeah. I'm, you know. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Drake's, too, yeah. but this song. Apparently, so is this Kiki in this song of <laughs> Drake or someone. Sorry, that, that's an inside joke, Alex. We just like to mess with Anthony. Anthony's cage is rattled right now. Very, very. So we're you not going to talk about banana ball much. Ladies, man. So, Alex, I think, like, next time, here's what we ought to do. Frank, maybe you agree with this. Hopefully Jen doesn't get mad. We'll even take Amanda to babysit us, right? Hannah, you can join us, too, even though you don't like to hang out with us very much. Um, I say we go to Vegas. And oh, dude, I'm already in. Don't you don't even have to finish. That's it. Finish the sentence. That's it. I'm in. Vegas. <laughs> I'll we'll go tonight. One of those, what is it? The the hangover moments, right? Yeah. And Anthony could be like the bachelor. Three and a half men. I'll be the half man. No, there's no three and a half men. We're going to <laughs> Vegas. We're going to yeah. Th- that would be perfect right there. We take him. Like I'm in. He's totally in, right? Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. So I can't do any of the fun stuff though. What do you mean? Listen, you already figured out how to hit on women older than you, That's how to hit on women thing, younger yeah. than you, how to hit on women your age. He, it's at all shapes. Is, Hannah, be careful. He's not done with you. He's not done with you. I'm t- you take this man to Vegas, a target-rich environment like Las Vegas, 
And I'm going to sit back and laugh. I'm going to sip on mimosas and laugh at him because this is going to be great. It's going to be the entertainment of a lifetime. The fact that I don't even have to do it. Like, it could just be him. I'm going to live vicariously through him. I'll be, look, I'll put the pinky out, the champagne glass, a little orange juice, a little champagne in there. And I'll sip it all good. Alex, you can join me. We'll, we'll clink glasses as we watch him at the pool <laughs> hitting on girls. This guy is I'm like, down. <laughs> yeah, I get turned up in part. Vegas, man. Although, you know, I, I know most of the fun seems to happen there at like 2, 3 a.m. Usually by like midnight, I'm so uh, I'm so turned up. I, I don't remember the rest of the evening. I'll be passed out somewhere. Till that's the definitely a Vegas move right there. Definitely. That's so Vegas right there. Um, but the best part is when, you know, he, he comes to school at Slam. And it's funny how the host of the show is quiet. He has nothing to say. He's speechless at this point. I'm but when the, many of his teachers are women. Oh, my goodness gracious. You got it. I have to stop. When I, I have to make appointments during the day so that I can receive all the accolades and love from these women who love. I wish all my students were like, Anthony, of course. Like, you bring them flowers and tell them how pretty they are or something. Because I've just I never in my life, they gush for this kid, guys. They gush for him. You, are you the student that brings the teacher the apple? Um, does that work still, by the way? No, that's like from the seventh. That's that's like from your time, Frank. No, we don't really do that anymore. <laughs> yeah, instead he just slides into their DMs. Isn't that right now? Oh, that's the new thing. Okay. Yeah, that's what he does. So whatever. I, I just wanted to make sure I painted an accurate picture. I, I got to give a shout out to somebody who's co-producing the show today. Good, good job, mom. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, mom. Mom's killing it. Mom never produced a show in, in 20 years of my radio, uh, and today she's killing it. Absolutely killing it. So shout out to her. Um, do you want to talk about banana ball? Do you want to talk about, well, like, I'm, you want to explain I, the, the, the championship ring you got? you want to talk a little bit about the ring, maybe? Well, right now I'm a little more rattled than a player playing in Happy Valley right now. <laughs> but That was a good sports reference there. That was good. I like that. Go ahead, man. I, I guess we could talk about some banana ball, and... If you're not familiar... What the hell is Banana Ball? So, have you heard of Banana Ball, Alex? Never. Frank? Uh, I have, actually. You've heard of Banana Ball? Yeah, it's like It's when you crazy. Because anything, it's, like, notice the name. It's a scary thought. Like, I don't mean to go there, guys. Please don't get upset at me. Donovan's cringing back there because he knows where I'm going with this. Oh, oh. Why do we have to have a sport named what? No, Banana but Ball. Why do you what? What, what do you play banana ball way. with? Banana balls, right? Really? Yeah. We gotta do this already. Day one of the new dose. Because it's, keep it it's, clean, and now we gotta go to this. The whole banana point, balls. This is what we're talking the about. The whole point of the sport is that it's bananas. The Savannah Bananas, which is a team very similar. They have aspects of the Harlem Globetrotters. They play their own baseball. Completely different rules. It's we'll completely different. They rewrote the rules. Rewrote huh? the nine most important rules. It's the nine commandments here for the uh, Savannah Bananas. Number one, every inning counts. So the team that scores the most runs in an inning gets the point. So it's not like regular baseball where it's your final score. It goes inning by inning. The mm -hmm. first team to score five points, which is winning five innings, mm -hmm. wins the game. Okay. The inning is over once the home team takes the lead or three outs are recorded on the home team. Okay. There's a two-hour time limit because the whole thing is baseball lasts too long. So no inning will start after the two-hour point. If a team has not reached five points, the game will go into a showdown tiebreaker. Number three, no stepping out of the batter's box. 
Again, this is more so to just speed up the game. If you step out, it's a strike. Complete. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just posting something on. Uh, okay. I apologize. I'm posting something on Instagram. Did that come out on the radio? It did. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Live radio. Live radio. Slime oh, I'm radio. sorry. Yeah, slime radio. Sorry about that. Um, Go ahead. No bunting. That's rule number four. Bunting pretty much sucks. This is what they say. Enough said. I kind of I agree. agree. Yeah, jinx. Um, number five. Batters can steal first. How do you steal first? So, so listen, 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 listen. Alex, this is already sounding like... If, if a passed ball or a wild pitch happens on any pitch you during the at-bat, the batter can run to first. Can dash to first. Here, here is the most interesting rule, at least in my opinion. Love this rule. And it, it's really the biggest selling point. No walks allowed. If a pitcher throws the fourth ball, it becomes a sprint. Now, you must be asking... What do you mean it becomes a what sprint? What the hell is a sprint? <laughs> what does that mean? The hitter will take off sprinting to first while the catcher has to throw the ball throw the ball to every single defensive player on the field before oh it becomes god. a live ball. The hitter can advance as many bases as he wants. Oh my god, that's alive. a walk on steroids. Wow. So you have to throw it to how many players are on the field? Is it nine? Eight? It's nine. No, it's nine. So it's nine. So you the got, ball does not have to so touch the catcher. So the catcher's one, he's got to throw first, second, shortstop, third, left fielder. And once the right fielder gets it, yeah. but it's now a live th- ball. Hold on, hold on. I'm yeah, gonna, yeah. Now, and now you're able to get this man out. There's strategy. So the strategy has to be the catcher has to throw like to the first no. baseman. First baseman's got to throw the right fielder. Right fielder takes care of the outfields. The, the Savannah Bananas, they actually, because I was watching a video on this, they have a game plan where if it's a ball four, everybody runs to second base. They just toss the ball around, and uh, the, thus forth, the ball is How do you get the off- outfielders involved? They run in. They dash they in. Run. They oh, sprint. They, they, this is all. So it doesn't matter where they are. They just all have to this touch This is it. sounding fun. Exactly. You know how I know you're a coach without you telling me that you're a coach? Why? Because you don't even understand the game. And in you trying to get all the, like, the, the rules at the same time, you're already thinking freaking strategy. Strategy. I almost cursed. <laughs> You always think, oh, so, so the, the, the play would be to throw the right fielder last. And I'm, I stopped Come what back I was around doing. and corner in between second and third. <laughs> and I'm like, this guy is a joker, bro. Are you kidding me right now? But is he, can he stay put at second if he wants? Yeah, he can stay he, put. He can stay put at first he if he wants. Wherever. Wherever he wants, he can stay put. But there, there's some guy, there's some but if you run the first to do that, then the guy's just going to take the walk. And it, and it, it defeats the purpose. Not I want really. to cajole him into trying to go to second and then throwing his ass out. So do you peg him with the ball or do you have to tag him out? Tell me no, you can you, throw you, the ball at him. No, you, you can tag <sighs> him out. Like you great. Can. So you can't throw the ball at him? Oh, this isn't like second grade kickball, oh, Frank. so awesome. <laughs> what are you talking about? That's just broken ribs waiting to happen. That's beautiful. <laughs> Gosh. Rule number seven, one-on-one showdown tiebreaker. This is if it goes into extra innings. Each team picks one pitcher and one hitter to face off. The defensive team only has the pitcher and the catcher on the field. So everybody else, the other seven positions, gone. Thanos snapped. If the hitter puts the ball in play. That Thanos snap thing there. That was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, read, I read this one. I thought it was Thanos. I'm going to let him go. Go ahead. If a hitter puts the ball in play, he has to score and make it home to get a point. But if the ball is put in play, the pitcher is allowed to chase the ball and throw the ball to the catcher for a play at the plate. If a pitcher strikes him out or gets him out before scoring, he does not score a point. 
If the batter walks, he can take second base, and the hitting team will bring another hitter to the plate. This sounds confusing. First team to reach yeah. five points wins. This is confusing, Alex. Donald. Why, why, why can't you just play baseball with a two-hour time it's limit? It's just easier like, that way, yes. Well, whatever the score is after two hours. Tell me that's old, ball game. It sounds a little bit too much. It is yeah. a little complicated, I will tell you that. I, yeah. I watched videos on this, and I was still kind of confused. And at what point did they bring out the bananas? Like, how are the bananas? The banana? Oh, well... The first pitch, actually, is not thrown with a baseball. It is thrown with a banana. So how do you hit a banana? <laughs> I, mean, I had a banana for no, breakfast this morning. The, the, the first pitch. Banana? And they, they, they even call it the first banana. You know, you know, like, how you did in, what, what was it, 2008 in the Marlins at Sun Life Stadium? It was 2006 when I threw the first pitch out. You threw the first pitch. Alex couldn't go. Oh, yeah, yeah imagine cool. that. But instead of a baseball, you have a curved banana in your hand. And so you got to throw the curved banana. That's correct. That's correct. They play with a baseball, obviously. Because well, what know. do you do with the banana? So if you pull one right down the right down the center, you can't hit the banana. No, it's the first. Pitch. It's just a, oh, the, it's the like honorary first, first pitch. pitch. Yeah, the uh, honor- ceremonial. It's okay. the ceremonial. Ceremonial. The ceremonial first banana is what they call it. The banana. Throw out he'll the fight. first banana is Frank Fernandez. <laughs> so hold on. Frank is known well for his work on the Good Morning Amigo Show on Sirius XM Channel One Four Five. Frank Fernandez on the mound to throw out the first banana. There you go. And it's a strike. Yeah, they, they, there you go. Great job, Frank. Thanks for throwing out the first banana. Like, who does that? That sounds terrible. It's it's a little bit cheesy, but they have a whole banana theme, obviously, because they're the bananas. They have the yellow uniforms. And in, I believe, it's, it's like a November and July 4th sort of thing. They wear, Can I watch this on ESPN? Like, where, where do I get this? You can find it pretty much anywhere. You search up Banana okay. Ball. You can find it on YouTube, the internet, pretty much anywhere, Instagram. But there's a game once a year where they play with kilts. That. That's correct. Kilts. Like, like <laughs> little skirt. Doo, 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 doo. The question is not the kilt. Is Are they wearing underwear under the kilt? That's all. I would assume question. so. I would are assume they playing so. Aubert? Because or... that, that's where your <laughs> banana balls comes in. That's what I think. Like, that's what I'm thinking that's where the derivative of the banana ball game comes from. The yeah. banana balls, right? Well, well, we'll finish off with the final two rules. Number eight, no mound visits allowed whatsoever. You got to keep the game moving. And... If you go to a Savannah Bananas game, which I'm sure you won't. I'm not going. I'll go. I'm not. Frank, are you down to go to a Savannah Bananas game? Because I'm am. down to go see the Savannah Bananas. That's right. And you, you better bring your glove. You want to know why, Frank? If you why ca- is that? If you catch a foul ball, it's an out. What? So we get to play too? That's correct. Oh, we got to go watch the Savannah Bananas. You have to. That's it, a good rule. It's an $18 ticket, and it's all you can drink, all you can eat. Crazy! It's an it's an amazing experience. You know what ends up happening in that environment, Frank? What does happen? It's not going to be good if you take me to one of those games. You're not going to fall for the banana and the tailpipe. <laughs> Alex, Why is it not going to be? Alex, good? you've been to baseball games with me. Frank, you've been to baseball games with me. If you take me to a banana ball and have me drink as much water as you can possibly have me drink, water being a connotation <laughs> for something else, Alex Donald. Okay. For the for the small price of eighteen dollars. I go in, I drink all the water I want during a game that's played as crazily as that one. Um, do you not think I'm going to heckle everybody from here to Canada? And, and I ain't falling for no banana in my tail Oh, and there's unwritten rules. You know, Unwritten rules? Let me hear some oh, of the, that's the, the biggest unwritten rule is, is 
you don't catch a Savannah Bananas foul ball. If you do, guess what happens? You get thrown out. You get thrown out of the game. You're gone. Well, you got to figure it's a home game, right? So if the Savannah Bananas foul ball, that's right. It's the if biggest you catch home it, it's advantage. advantage. You don't want to do that. That's almost like catching a home run at Wrigley from the visiting team and not throwing it back. Yep, that's yep. very very similar. Yes. So you can go to Savannah, Georgia to watch the Savannah Bananas? It's a seven-hour drive and an hour 30, drive, uh, so hour 30 flight from here. Who's going who's gonna to be your date for this? You have to take somebody with you. I guess I can figure that out. You're going to figure that out on your own? So, you, you, so the advantages of going with an older woman is, is that, you know, she can drive you, do different things for you. The advantage of going with a girl your age is that you can both experience it for the first time. So it, it's really up to you. Uh, well, I, I, I think... If I go with anybody in the world, it'll probably be the first time for both of us because I, I, I don't think anybody has seen this before. Yeah. Well, who better to take than someone who has absolutely no idea what goes on in sports? I think you should take Hannah. It's perfect. Dude. You can teach her new rules, right? She's older than you, so she can drive you around. She can be your personal Uber. Uh, she's not going to cramp your style. She's definitely, you know, like. When no, are we, we going? I'm so down. We should, You're so down. I'll search I'm it up so on the break. I'll, I'll find tickets and I'll search it up on the break. We out. Ladies and gentlemen, pimping is definitely not easy. I'm sorry. I just have to say that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. You're going to I ain't falling for no game. banana in my tailpipe. You're going, you're going to a Savannah banana game. That's correct. With Hannah Banana. With Hannah Banana. It. There you go. <laughs> we'll figure there you out, go. We'll, we'll figure out our banana. There you go, Frank. That's her name. <laughs> well, There's your sign. Well, I told her earlier while we we're like while you guys were going off, I told her I was like, too bad you're not from Savannah because you'd be Hannah Banana from Savannah. Oh, oh she'll be in Savannah <laughs> watching the bananas play. <laughs> Hannah Banana in Savannah watching the Savannah bananas. There you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll figure out our uh, banana plans on the break here on Dos Amigos, the Dos Amigos show here on Slam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. We'll be back. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <sighs> text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigo. Well, it just annoys me that you don't see it my way. Oh, it annoys me that you don't see it my way. We can play this game too. What? Not always going to see it your way. Your way is not the way. I can see it my way. But your way is not the way. So some people, some people are really... That's huge ego of you, by the way. Yeah, of course. Well, you can't spell amigo without the eagle. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. I adopted Bento in 2010 from a shelter. This cat makes me make art. He's always motivating me to draw pictures of him. He just is motivating artistically. He's my best friend, but a lot of people know him as Keyboard Cat. Keyboard Cat, YouTube star and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Start yours today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. The Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council present the story of Tom and Levi. Tom is the smartest man I know. 
He's been a professor at two major universities, been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, he told me that he was having um, problems in his classes. I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. And he was telling them that he was doing it as a favor to them. But I think in reality, he just wanted to get out of there. Um, I was really starting to worry because I saw something was wrong. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me, and my love for him was just immense. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Sam Radio has brought so much positivity into my life that allows so many young people to have a voice. I'm very thankful for this opportunity at Slam Radio. Not a lot of people get to say that they worked on the first radio station run inside a high school. I've learned so much from Frank the Tank. I've learned so much from Danny, from The Amigo. I've learned so much from them, and I thank them so much, and it means a lot to me. Slam Radio is a community. It just gives you opportunity. They give you opportunities that not many schools have. The people here are just great. Someone always has your back no matter what. It is definitely a place to leave your egos and your insecurities behind and just be yourself and all become one. I'm so thankful for everybody here at Slam Radio, and I'm thankful for this wonderful opportunity that I've been given to jumpstart my career. You are listening to Slam Radio on Sirius XM 145. Hello, this is Michael, the playmaker Irvin, three-time Super Bowl champion with the Dallas Cowboys, and I am an NFL Hall of Famer. Trust me, you're listening to the best, Slam Radio. Back here on the Dos Amigos show, Slam Radio, Sirius XM, channel 145. Thank you, Travis. <laughs> Last segment, we talked about... Uh, Hold on a second, man. You're not going to even let the listeners know that Alex Dono had to step away. and He did, unfortunately, so have to he, step uh, away. Thank you, Alex, for joining us. Alex will be part of the show each and every Thursday. Thank you so much, he's, man. He's uh, going to help Frank on a production level, um, which means he's going to give us some parody songs. I know it. Oh, boy. And that should be fun. I'm excited. What are you about, all boying about? You know he's going to come at me for those. I, I already instructed him to go at you, but he's not going to. He likes you too much. You are so old. Oh, you gotta start singing. You are so old. No? Do you remember that one made you cry? It did. And Frank, do you know the story about that parody song? I will proudly admit that 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 song made me cry. I wish Alex would have been on here to hear this. He got mad at Alex Donald. I was so mad. I want to beat up Alex Donald. I was so mad. You want to beat him up? What was I? I was like, I had to have been like nine. (laughs) No, you weren't even that old, Anthony. You were much younger than that. You were what very, very little. It had to be like... You were very... It was very, anywhere from like seven to... No? You weren't that old, Anthony. You were a baby. Those Amigos ended at the end of 2008. You were three years old. How do I remember that I then? I don't know, but you were young. But no, I, I you remember that. You legitimately got mad because you said, my dad's not old. You I started little. crying. I was like, my dad's not old. You were little. You got very, very upset. <laughs> True story. Um... But yeah, he had to he had to go and uh he will be joining us each and every I think he will. At we least the first hope. hour he'll be joining us. I know he does stuff now with another network. So certainly we appreciate him being here. And certainly he'll have an effect on us through his parody song. Oh, absolutely. So um That was I know that you fell in love. We got an opportunity the other night to watch game two 
of of the sons of the sons against that game the was crazy and that's that's the play of the year that's the finish of the year absolutely um absolutely deandre ayton on an alley-oop from our friend jay crowder correct uh to win that game and the only thing that ruined that moment anthony tell me how you feel was the 97 replays. Oh yeah, for sure. But one of the like one of the things that I was noticing, nobody knew that that wasn't goaltending. Even DeAndre Ayton, if you look at what he was doing after he dunked it, he put his hands up cuz he was like that might be offensive goaltending. And Rondo, NBA veteran, 15-year NBA veteran Rajon Rondo said that that wasn't good to replay it. It was offensive goaltending. Nobody knew, including me, nobody knew that if you lob it up on an inbound, it, uh, it's a live ball. It's not a shot. Jeff Van Gundy knew because he kept on repeating it. That's a live ball. Yes. That's a live ball. That's a live he ball. He did. He did. Jeff Van Gundy did indeed know that. But everybody was, oh, it's offensive goaltending. It's offensive goaltending. And that last, what, minute 30, it was just complete trials of replays and replays and replays. Yeah, but there was a lot of bad replays called because, like, there was one, at one point, uh, Patrick Beverly forced a turnover um, against uh, Booker, right? And then where in fast motion, it, in real life speed, it kind of looks like it's just out on, on Patrick Beverly. Um, but then when yeah. they went to go review it, um, it looked like it was last touch by Booker. But what, what Jeff Van Gundy said, and he was 100% right, that's a play that you see every, every possession. That's, that's every what I was game, saying, yeah. Multiple multiple times. It's not about who touches the ball last at that point. It's, it's who, who forces it. Who forces it to go out of bounds. Exactly. Right. So I thought that was a bad call. And no. to me, I felt like the NBA, that conspiracy theory that we're always kind of laughing about, was kind of trying to play, in, 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 uh, play, uh, play as an effect because – they want this to be a series. They don't want this to be Suns and Four. They want it to be an L.A. thing. Yeah. Remember, L.A.'s the big market. LA's, L.A.'s the one that benefits the league. Is, it's not the Suns. This has happened before. This has happened many times before where L.A. is on the cusp of winning or getting to the championship. And you see the calls coming out flying. Either the Clippers, usually not the Clippers, more so the Lakers, but obviously the most iconic and most well-known issue of this is the 2002 Western Conference Finals between the Lakers and the Kings, where the last, the, the fourth quarter was just filled with Laker free throws. It was completely filled with horrible calls, and you can see that the NBA was favoring the Clippers. It, it, it was pretty evident. You can see it. I'm, I'm not saying there's any conspiracy here. I'm not saying they were trying to are you trying to tell me that referees are playing favorites in a basketball game? Absolutely. How do you figure that out? It's been proven. What's been proven? How it's been proven. There's been referees who have came out before and said that the NBA prefers for certain teams to win over other teams. Again, I just mentioned the example. Tim Donahue. Well, he's a, he's a criminal, but Tim Donahue literally came out and exposed the NBA, exposed but David do, do Stern. Do you not think that's an isolated incident and that not all of the refs are like that? I don't think all the refs... I used to believe there was an NBA marketing plan. I don't think as much. The game's become too athletic to script. I don't know that I feel the same way I used to about that. I, I don't think that stuff's governed in that way. There's I, other things that are done to play favorites in other areas, but I don't think while the game is on during gameplay that there's a lot of that stuff going on with referees. I think referees are generally clueless because they're clueless. 
That's just my thought. It's possible, but if you saw these referees, it was way too many reviews. Way too many reviews. And a lot of people were saying it slowed down the game. It did. It took, five, it took 25 minutes to play the last two and a half, uh, two minutes and 30 seconds of the game. Yeah. And then what made it even worse was that once that basket went down, the officials It took went them 10 minutes. Just it to took get the them 10, 10 guys minutes the to run the final play of the game. Which, by the way, I don't understand what Tyron Lue's call was there on the final play of the game. I've said it multiple times, and I'll say it again. Heaving a half-court shot is much better than throwing it across the court to a guy who's being guarded by four Suns players and hoping he tosses it up. Now, now I know there's little to no chance that the Clippers were going to hit a buzzer beater with, what, .8 seconds left on the clock? Little to no chance. So, so it's hard to judge Tyrone Liu on the decision of how he ran the play because, yeah, like you said, it's .7 seconds and it's just uh, – we'll see. It's a, it's, a, it's a game of chance at the point. Absolutely. Where I think Tyrone Liu failed as a coach in that moment is he needs to be better aware of what the rule is in a review, something like that happening, because he needed to be – he needed to come up with a better plan with who he knew that he had on court. Absolutely. Instead of them yeah. trying to disguise and, and as... throw people at the end of the bench and be like, yo, yo, just go sit to the bench. We're going to put these people in. Because the play that they developed was for the people that he wanted on the court, not for the people that he was stuck with on the court. Exactly. Exactly. You know, the, the final five guys on the Clippers, if I'm not mistaken, it was Paul George, DeMarcus Cousins, uh, Ivac Zubac, I believe that's how you pronounce his name. Um, and there was a few other guys. It was Pat Bev, and I think Rondo was there as well. It, it, was, it was a few guys, but it wasn't your ideal Clippers you know, lineup because obviously you get the two big men in there to guard the alley-oop. There's .8 seconds in a one-point game. What else are the Suns going to do? Of course, they, they got to toss it up, get the big men there to contest it. But in a, in a play where it's .6 seconds and you have to shoot up a shot to win the game, any shot, you don't want two big men on the floor. You you want your best shooters on the floor. And I'm sorry, Zubac, great player, not a great shooter. And that that was just, it, it was a strange situation because, again, like you were saying, Frank, um, Ty Lue was trying to adjust his lineup. And for a good five to seven minutes there, we were just waiting Waiting, looking at the same angle, and everybody was changing and substituting, and nobody could understand what was going on. And I was saying it, you have to have the same lineup in. Van Gundy was saying it, you have to have the same lineup in. I don't understand what Ty Lue's doing. But other than that, I, I, I feel like that last minute 30 was insane, crazy. One, one of the craziest finishes. But how do you get a hold of things to be right if you don't stop? And figure it out. There's ways to do that. For starters, I, I think in a big game, a game two like that, Western Conference Finals, you can't be sitting here and reviewing every single little thing. You know, you have to let the game play out. While the ending was crazy, it was chaotic, and it had all sorts of elements that made it an amazing ending to game two. The reality of the situation is it was very long and drawn out. Extremely long and drawn out, and it wasn't the player's fault. It was the referee's fault. Did it take fault. away from the moment, though? I don't think it did. Again, I think it added to the moment. I think in 
in in reality, it took too long. But the you're always gonna remember in 10, 15 years, you're gonna be telling people that the the, the chaos of those final minute thirty of that game was was crazy. No, it was it was absurd. So I'm gonna be telling people 20 years from now that I remember when I watched an NBA game that two minutes and 29 seconds turned into half an hour. You know the joke is always oh, how long is left in that game? Five minutes. Oh, okay, 20 minutes. That's always a joke because of all the whistles and stuff. I literally told my wife as I got home from the Marlins game, I'm going to finish the last five minutes of this game and I'll be in bed. Ten minutes tops. I was in bed 40 minutes later. No. Like you, she even asked, she goes, did you yeah. fall asleep on the couch? And I go, no, honey, I didn't. Like, <laughs> the like, game it, lasted it that, that long. long. Like, yeah. go on SportsCenter tomorrow and you'll see how long the replay took. No, I, I was I was getting ready to go to bed and I go to my dad and I'm like, oh, um... The Clippers are, uh, it was the Suns are up by a few points with like two minutes left. And he's like, oh, put the game on. Oh, your dad allowed you to stay up past your bedtime? <sighs> funny guy. You're really doing that one, aren't you? You're a funny guy. I get, bro, I got the best of both worlds over here. I got the young one and the old one. <laughs> you do. You do. You, you, you get to poke at us. But just the I'm ending. I'm nervous about what's going on. Why are you slowing down your I pain? intimidated him. He's, he not... gets rattled so easily. I intimidated him. What is it with this guy, bro? You know what we need to do? We need to put like an older woman and sit here, and then he'll yeah. be in his and he'll be in his comfort zone. No, I think All he'll right. be even more nervous. Oh, well, he can't be his sister, is that? Ew, no. Yeah, you're right. That's disgusting. You, you stand behind the glass, Amanda. I still love you though. But he's still nervous. He's still nervous, bro. I got him. I rattled, rattled him. Bro. This is a perfect break time. This, it really is. It really is. Does this microphone work for Hannah? Or? Uh, no, no. I th think so. Think so. All right. So, but this is the part. What, I don't know what you're going to continue talking about. If you look at the clock, I I I, I can tell. I can tell. So this is the part where you say, "Well, if if final segment, I gotta let you do it." Yeah, I got I'll it. let you do. It. Go, on, go on. I got it. Final segment of the Dos Amigos show. You gotta do a little more energy. I gotta feel like there's a little more. Okay. You gotta talk from your diaphragm. <coughs> <coughs> gotta, you know. Go ahead. I'll, I'll listen now. Got the energy flowing. You know what I mean, man? Go ahead. Go ahead. Final segment here on the Dos Amigos. Well, no, why are you no, yelling? No, I'm, not, I'm not yelling. I'm not yelling. You just raised your voice for I'm no not reason. Yelling. Like, it's crazy. Who are you yelling at, bro? I'm not yelling. I'm not yelling at anyone. Okay. 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 And he's too gringo. He doesn't speak enough Spanish. Go ahead. I, I, I'm too gringo for you, sir. Yeah, is that, you're, a little, that, you're a little too gringo. Is that what I am, sir? Yeah. Go ahead. Why you, can you, can you finally do what okay. you got to do here? Right. I'll listen. Final segment here. A little better. On the Dos Amigos show. He's stumbling. We'll be back. No, man. Oh. No, man. No, 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 no. You got to tease something. What happens in the next segment? We tease something and we'll talk about something. But what, no, but, but what happens for sure in the next segment? SMEHO! There you go. You're my boy! And so we you go. You can tease that we're going to have an SMEHO. Oh, but now this is not 2006, it's 2021. So it could also be an SME. SME. Depends if it's a woman no, or no, a man. No sound bite there. Bite. Yeah. Uh, there you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> All right. So it, there's your tease. What else are you going to do in the tease to take us to break? I'm just curious. I'll be listening. I'm not going to say nothing. Right. I won't interrupt you again. You, 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 you know, you're, you're really, make, again, you're really making again. me nervous. I'm stuttering not, again. Unbelievable. Go ahead. You're, you're making me very, very nervous. So but can we get to the point so we can go to break? You're already late for break. <laughs> Coming up next in our final segment here on the Dos Amigos show, we will talk. Why are you talking so slow? What is it with because you? Hurry up! I'm trying! 
Coming up next in our final segment here on the Dos Amigos show, we'll be talking about who your hijo is, who my hijo is. It could be our hijas. We don't know. We'll find that out here in the next segment, in the final segment, here on the Dos Amigos show here on Slam Radio, Sirius XM. Where? Channel 145. Where? You said here like five times. Where's here? Here's Slam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. Good. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. Why was the basketball court all wet? Because the players kept dribbling on it. The dad joke. Corny, groan-worthy but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids. What did the buffalo say when he dropped his son off for school? Bye, son. <laughs> so take a moment to make your kid laugh, because dad jokes rule. Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. I couldn't speak or walk. This is high blood pressure. Get back on your plan. Go to loweryourhbp.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigo. Josh Gordon is suspended after his fiasco for violating terms of conditional reinstatement. He tried to play that one off by saying, I'm going to step down. All of a sudden, it caught up to him mighty fast. He failed the drug test, didn't he? Said he was predicting he was having mental health problems by virtue of knowing he was in trouble. No, he knew they were about to knock on his door. Which is, he wasn't able to run out of the house fast enough. They are going to knock on his door? Or would they, I mean, could they at least ring the doorbell? Let me describe this to you. Frank is... Oh, oh yeah. Oh, that, that, that's uh, scaringly accurate. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and insurance paperwork. Yeah, I can do this. You go, Karen! By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. Allison is perfect. I mean, she'd never tell you that. She's humble and perfect. She likes everyone. She even likes her untidy roommate's weird guinea pig. Allison, wait, are you texting and driving? Allison, no, that's the exact opposite of what I was just saying about you. Why, Allison, why? Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. If it wasn't for Michael Jordan getting cut from his ninth grade basketball team, he wouldn't have became Michael Jordan. <laughs> you know, if it wasn't for, uh, I seen an, an article the other day where they were talking about Oprah Winfrey and how she got fired because she wasn't good for television. You know, you got people like Walt Disney who got fired, if I'm not mistaken, from a newspaper saying he had no imagination. So what do you tell them? You tell them, you know? You know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, que rico. You know, this is what it's all about. And not only that, 
It's never about making it, guys. It's always about maintaining it. That's the toughest part. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Hey there, this is Lakina, and I am here with my teammates, the Kansas City Chiefs cheerleaders, and you are listening to Slam Radio. Woo! Joining us on our hotline, the one and only former co-host of the second rendition of the Dos Amigos show, you guessed it, from ESPN, Stefano Fusaro joining us Stefano! from New York City! <laughs> What's up? How What's you doing? Up? Good, man, good. I, Larry, you're definitely upgraded on, on the Amigo standpoint. Well, 100%. I upgraded from Alan, not from you. You were, you were definitely <laughs> better than Alan. Alan always sucked. Alan tells me I'm allowed to say that now that he's not on the radio anymore. He says, I don't hear you say it, so you can rag on me all you want. Get, bet your bottom dollar if Alan were here, he'd find something to say to make me look bad. And that, that was typical Alan Strauss format. But, yeah, the, yeah, kid, the kid's done goes. good. The kid's done pretty good. We outed him a little bit, though, Steph. A little bit's an oh, understanding. Man, how, how is that? Oh, my God. This guy, is, you don't understand. He's prolific with the older women. Oh, really? Yeah, so he doesn't necessarily hit on, on his teachers, but he's very nice. He's very candid with his smile, and he's very sweet. The only thing he needs to do is bring him an apple to school every day, and it'd be good to go. So, <laughs> so they love him, and all the all the women teachers come and go. Oh my God, your son is so good. He's so handsome. He's such a respectful young man. Ba 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 ba. Yeah. He does oh that. my God. Yeah, man. The little, little amigo, man. You got to take advantage. As a former uh, uh, suave youngster myself, <laughs> uh, you know that was that was that was very big amongst the um, the grandmothers. If you will, when I worked, oh in yeah, it's popular amongst grandmas. Very, very big about amongst grandmas, especially Cuban grandmas in Little Havana. Uh, you you got to take that and use it to your advantage, my man. All right, you, you have an opportunity here, so you go and you take that opportunity. The thing is, is the grandmoms and it's the moms and it's the daughters. Like everybody, kind of freaks out over him a little bit, and then the guy, <laughs> like he has no shame. Like for example, you know, I have a co-host. She's twenty-one years old. Her name is Hannah. And, like, when Hannah started working with us, all of a sudden he was, oh, your son hits me up every day to talk hip-hop. I'm like, what do you mean he hits you up every day? <laughs> yeah, he sends me DMs talking about different hip-hop groups. And I go, oh, he's sliding into your DMs. She goes, well, I never really looked at it that way. That's exactly what he was doing. He's taking BP so, all the time, this guy. No, no, substitute I love teachers? It. I love oh. it. He goes, the subs, because he knows he's never going to see them, so he hits on them a little hard. <laughs> Oh, yeah, hold, hold up, hold up, hold up. But you got to tell me who you learned this from because I know not you didn't me. learn it from your dad. Not from me. I don't do those things, man. <laughs> I'm a straight arrow kind of guy. I don't, I don't do I, that stuff. That's what happens when they send you. I know you, you didn't learn it from him. That's what happens when your parents send you to school in Little Havana. <laughs> there, there you go. There you go. There you go. It's the treatment right there. That's so like, we've to do it. He's, he's got it down. We've thrown him under the bus to the point where opposing coaches of other teams, he coaches flag football, and opposing coaches – from other teams, win championships on other in other teams, and they come and bring him the ring. So they, they he gets the ring. Okay. They they put a ring oh, on it yeah. for him too. It's like it's unbelievable. This guy is prolific. I'm getting DMs from grown women saying your son is so handsome. Why? Thank you. And I'm like, gracias, abuelita, gracias. Do they, I love it. Do I they love pinch it. I love the it. cheek. I, I'm glad to hear. I'm glad to hear that he you know ends up having a, a face for TV. 
Because, you know, you know, you know, Larry has a face for, for radio. We well, all no, if you, if, you, if you ask his mom, his mom says he did learn it from me. So imagine, I can't win either way. He's <laughs> yeah, doing good, man. His first rodeo here driving this show, I, Frank and I have absolutely just thrown chainsaws at him, and he has dodged them. He and he's done. Yeah, would we do it any other way? Poor Steph nope, used to nope. get killed. Steph, do you remember the crap I used, I used to oh, put you through boy. all kinds I of feel, I feel bad for Steph, man. How do you feel bad for him? He works for ESPN. What are you talking about? I sure feel bad. I'm stuck with you. He's at ESPN. He's got Stephen A. Smith. I got you. You feel bad for him. I feel bad for me. No, this man. guy. I, 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 will say, I will say one thing, man, and I want to say really, really happy for you guys. Uh, the opportunity for Larry for you to do this with your son, man, I think it's awesome. Enjoy the hell out of it. It's going to be fun for you guys. And, uh, and yeah, man, just keep grinding. It's going to be, you're going to love it. I promise. I think you made this kid's day. You did. Absolutely. <laughs> I appreciate the call. I was not expecting this. I appreciate the call. Thank you, Stefan. Uh, Stefan. Oh, of course, man. Of course. Absolutely. No, no, you can just get your name right. We'll be good. That's all. <laughs> I'm, he thinks I'm going to let him off the hook. He doesn't get let off the hook for anything. Uh, no, no, I'm nervous, you, man. You it's be, my first show. Come gotta, on, give me a break. You gotta be, you gotta be ready to come back and go back at Larry all the time because you know, you know he's gonna give you, you know he's gonna give you crap. So you gotta make sure you go at him, have an answer for him. Every I gotta, time. I, I gotta, I have to reflect it just like the light reflects off his bald head. Oh, go. Steph, like he came at me, he came to me during one of the breaks and he's like, "How am I going?" And I looked at him right in the eye, I grabbed him by his shirt, like if I was gonna knock him out, and I go, "That man across the table from you is not your father until 1 p.m." <laughs> Yeah, he's still scared of me, though, man. You got the best coaching staff, man. You got the best coaching staff with you right there. (laughs) Absolutely. Did you see the end of the game, too, between the Suns and the Clippers? I did. Just quickly, because we're almost at the end of this. You know, we have to do SME hole, and then we got to sign off. But, like, was that not the game of the year? Yeah, man, it was so fun. You know, I really do wish that the the refs wouldn't have – dragged out those last few minutes yeah. that really kind of ruined what was probably the game of the year but it was just awesome it was awesome to see the nba like this again and you know man you know earlier in the season it was kind of like well we're just kind of waiting around for nets lakers and the yeah, fact that exactly. it's not going to be that i think it's really fun for the league i think it's good and i think it kind of you know tells most of the people and the critics that have been talking about the nba being just chalk all the time uh they don't have that ammo anymore, and we're seeing new teams, new stars, bigger more than anything, uh, rise up and play. I think it's going to be good for the league. Absolutely, and one of the things that I've noticed, obviously, is that really you asked anybody at the beginning of the year their playoff prediction, nobody expected these final four teams to make it out, really, other than maybe Milwaukee. No. Nobody really expected it. Yeah, absolutely not, and that's, why, and that's exactly why I think it's great. I think it's a good thing to see. Um, and in Milwaukee, after that game one, they're going to have to really make some adjustments to make the finals and to beat this Atlanta team. Atlanta's for real, man. And Trey Young is showing that he's going to be fun. To, how about that draft class? Luca and Trey and some other players. And DeAndre that's, that's and yeah, be, we were just talking yeah, about that's, it. That's, that's a that's crazy really draft one to, class. to watch. It's going to be one to watch for the next few years. For sure. Absolutely. It was 2018 draft class, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, 2018. That's yeah. what it is. Brother, in a yeah, few he's, weeks. He's, he's done his homework. He's done his homework. Oh, no, he's doing his homework. He's done, he's done a good job. I, I, all kidding aside, he's done an excellent job. Not just today. He always is very, very prepared. I'll be in the boogie down in a few weeks. I hope I get to see you, man. Yeah, man. Let me know. Absolutely. Well, uh, I'll, I'll make it into the city. I'm over in, uh, I'm over in North Jersey now, but I'm, uh, I'm actually only about a 25, 30-minute drive to Yankee Stadium. So uh, hmm. we'll be 
be good. We'll talk. I cannot wait. Brother, Stefano Fusaro, you can catch him on ESPN. He used to be my co-host. In the beginning when we did this Dos Amigos, they didn't pick him to be my co-host. Then I picked him to be my co-host. And, of course, once he gets the Amigo touch, it's like the Midas touch. He went straight to ESPN, and he's never looked back. How strange. <laughs> I love you, bro. Listen, if I can do that 100 more times in my life, if I can do that 100 more times in my life and have an Amigo touch, and touch other people, and they do great, then that's going to be my happiness. Trust me. I think that's my calling in this business that's is to why, help others be better. we love you, Larry. I that's love you too, love bro. You. Thanks for chiming in, man. I, uh, I miss you, and I hope to see you in a few weeks, man. I can't wait. All right, man. Take care. Little amigo, keep, keep grinding, man. Appreciate it. You too, man. Have a good one. So he's not used that's to calling good. for this, Frank, so I'm going to call for him. I'm going to say this is the part of the show. S-M-E-H-O! So I'm going to start. Go ahead. My e-hole is a gentleman who has taken the NBA by storm. There are different players who have played amazing roles. There are some players who are not even in the playoffs anymore, but have shown that they are the best players in the league like Kevin Durant. But my e-hole is a guy who has gone out and defied the odds in each one of his series. And he's been the underdog in those game ones in each of those series. And in each of those game ones, he has taken home court advantage back. I say he because it is a team sport. But when you're Trey Young and you're dominating the playoffs the way Trey Young is, I am not going to be the guy that's not going to talk about him. Everybody's talking about other people doing great jobs. I'm going to talk about Trey Young because Trey Young has done the impossible. You think I'm crazy. He's taken the Atlanta Hawks, he's put him on his back. He continues to score 30, 40 points, continues to lead his team. And the best part about it, he's doing it while talking all kinds of smack. The bow right in front of the logo of the Knicks. Everything he's done, he's chirping away at Giannis last night or whatever it was. Yeah, it was last night. Yeah, Giannis fouled him, and he's like, yeah, you hit me in the face. Yeah, yeah. So he's in everybody's head. He's living rent-free in everybody's head. So who else? Trey Young! Semi ho! You're my boy! Trigger, trigger, Trey. That's a great choice right there. Your choice. I, I, now let's see who your first well, uh, installment, who you're giving this award to this time. The first time ever for you. My choice is super easy. It, it's a Trey Young layup easy. That, that's how easy it is for me. And it's somebody who's supported me for the entirety of my life. Thank you, Poppy. Who, other than you. Oh. <laughs> it's not me? Uh-oh. No. No, um, it's somebody who supported me all my life, and yeah, they're not here today, but I know they're listening. Uh, they've helped me out a lot. They've calmed down my nerves for today, that's for <laughs> sure. I will tell you that. Uh, and it's my mom. Thank you, mom. I appreciate everything that you do. Always love you. I, I don't know if you're watching the stream, but I have a heart up. And for my first installment, my mom. Mama! S-M-E-H-A! You're my boy! Well, you're a girl, but it's like you're the son, but now yeah, you're the dad. And yeah. it's a weird little combination it's there. But Strange, but it very, works out. Very well deserved. She's also the MPP of the show today. Because the MPP. She, she was giving me fodder and stuff. The MPP. You hear that? That's our outro song, baby. Thank you, everybody. For listening to the first show, first show with myself and Amigo. It was a great ride. There was certainly some good times in this one, I'll tell you that. We'll catch you next week, catch you next Thursday for the second show of the Dos Amigos Next Gen here on Slam Radio. 
SiriusXM, Channel 145. We'll catch you next time.